0: Today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Cash and Carry Kitchens. At the heart of Irish homes for over 40 years, cashandcarrykitchens.ie. Email todaycb at rte.ie. You might be surprised, as surprised as I was to hear that psoriasis affects over 70,000 people in this country because it can often be a condition that goes unnoticed, but it does have a serious impact on those who live with it. And one of the conditions that is linked to psoriasis is arthritis, but not a lot is known about the condition. A new study that we're going to hear about next hopes to change all of that. I'm joined in the studio by Professor Oliver Fitzgerald, who's a consultant rheumatologist based at UCD and co-leader of this new study. And I'm also joined by Zoe Ryan, who's a psoriasis awareness advocate and founder of Itching to Tell You. You're both very welcome. Lovely to have you with us. Thank you. So, Oliver, let's dispel some of the myths around psoriasis, because I think most people who aren't overly familiar with it think it's a bit of um, an itch, as Zoe's uh, campaign says, a rash on the skin. But there's a lot more to it. Will you explain? Uh,
1: Absolutely. Uh, Psoriasis certainly is a rash on the skin, Uh, an itchy, scaly red, um, sometimes unsightly rash on the skin, Um, but it is more than that. Um, So many patients with psoriasis will have other um, parts of their body involved. Um, So they may have nail involvement, for example, as part of their psoriasis, and the nail involvement can be at times quite severe. And they may also have um, conditions like uh, arthritis. So there is a form of arthritis called psoriatic arthritis, which occurs in roughly one in three patients with psoriasis. Um, It's a a form of arthritis that can be quite severe. Mm -hmm. It can lead to joint damage. And it is sometimes difficult to diagnose, which means that the diagnosis is often made late.
0: Okay, And is that because the patients themselves don't link this ache or pain they might have with the skin condition?
1: Yes, um, absolutely. The patients may not know about the association with arthritis. And sometimes the healthcare professional who's seeing them may not know about the association with arthritis either uh, or may not have sufficient expertise to be able to determine whether there is arthritis present.
0: And what you're trying to do now as part of this study is to find out how prevalent this is.
1: What we're trying to do is to find out what are the risk factors for development of arthritis in people with psoriasis if we could if we could identify the risk factors clinical risk factors or perhaps blood tests that might tell us more about it we we, we we put ourselves in a position where we might be able to prevent it from happening at all.
0: Mm-hmm, which would be a wonderful Which outcome. would be a wonderful step forward. So Zoe, to you, so when were you diagnosed with psoriasis?
2: I was officially diagnosed with psoriasis when I was 18 and I had never even heard of psoriasis at that point. And I really struggled to find information on it that would help me to better understand it and to more effectively manage and treat it. So... I mean, I think that with a condition like that where there's not much known about it and maybe you're a little bit too embarrassed to ask the medical professional for more information or maybe even go into your local pharmacist and seek more on it. It can be really difficult to know where to start with that management and treatment Mm -hmm. because you go into the likes of your pharmacies and your chemists and there's rows and rows of products that can address the symptoms on the skin. But you don't know where to start and that's one of the main reasons why I started my platform was to share the information that I had acquired over the years that helped me to better cope with the symptoms both mentally and to get them under control So, so to share it with others. And
0: did you have symptoms throughout your teenage years then before your official diagnosis?
2: It was a strange case for me. So when I was 18 I was officially diagnosed and at that stage it was a very aggressive form, of scalp psoriasis. So at that point it kind of came over overnight. You know it was a case that it was one singular patch at the back of my Head And within a short space of time, it engulfed my whole scalp. It started creeping down the back of my neck, down onto my face. So that was caught fairly quick. But it was when I was diagnosed, they were looking back at my medical records and said, Do you know what, I think you may have actually experienced psoriasis for a lot longer. And it was just a case of, as happens with psoriasis, it can come and go in severity. It can change in form throughout your life. It can even go into remission for long periods of time. And they believe that's what happened with me, that when I was diagnosed with eczema as a child, it may well have been been inverse psoriasis yet again when i was seven i was told i had athlete's foot could have been inverse psoriasis and then even during my teenage years when i started shaving i was told that all these patches that were forming my body were just a shaving irritation but i now know from being familiar with the plaques that they were plaque psoriasis and like that they just went undetected
0: Mm. okay you mentioned eczema and it's worthwhile oliver explaining the difference between psoriasis and eczema
1: Yeah, so eczema is uh, also a very common condition. It's more of an allergic type condition. It uh, is a reaction to... um uh, often to exposure to something in the environment or something that you're washing yourself with and you get an itchy mm-hmm. red rash. The distribution and where the eczema rash occurs is different to psoriasis and that's why it, it can be differentiated uh, fairly easily from, so it's not from often, psoriasis. So
0: it's not often confused by medical professionals no, is that I what you're think, saying?
1: No, indeed. Mm-hmm. I think uh, most of the time uh, it should be possible to distinguish between psoriasis and eczema.
0: Is there a genetic element to psoriasis?
1: There is, yes. It tends to run in families and uh, there. are There are strong uh, genetic factors which uh, uh, predispose somebody to develop psoriasis, and there are indeed strong. Um, genetic factors that predispose the development of psoriatic arthritis okay. as well. My um,
2: father actually has psoriasis as well so yeah. we have that familial link. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, I was really interested though to see that you didn't often have conversations with your, no. your dad about it until very recently.
2: Yeah, I think with any sort of condition like that that it affects your visual appearance. It is something that people can feel a lot of shame and embarrassment over and for us it was very much a case of that that for years we were like ships in the night passing each other in the house that we just Neither of us wanted to talk about it. We we weren't at that stage of acceptance where we were willing to speak about it and seek out help for it. So for that reason, even we both felt we couldn't speak to each other about it. So it was a real missed opportunity in that sense that, Someone who understood was there all along, but we just were both in our own cocoon of shame and embarrassment and going, don't ask me about it. I don't want to talk about it. But thankfully now we are very open about it. And it it is such a nicer atmosphere to have where we have this relationship now where we can share products where, you know, he might come to me and say, I'm really struggling with this patch at the moment. It's not clearing up. Do you have anything that you've been using? I'm like, actually, yeah, I have been using something. So it's nice that we have that now that we can openly speak about it and like that share tips and tricks and recommend products to each Mm -hmm.
0: other. And are there good treatments, Oliver, now? There are good treatments, yes.
1: Um, In in the last uh, 10 to 15 years, there have been substantial improvements in the treatment, particularly of the skin rash psoriasis. Uh, So the treatments now uh, can uh, result in 90 or 100% clearance of the psoriasis. So it's quite impressive. But the arthritis doesn't respond as well to treatment. Um, and that's one of the other reasons why we're keen to identify these patients so, early. So
0: is the arthritis linked to this more stubborn than other forms of arthritis? Um, I think it,
1: it, it possibly is, but part of the problem is it tends to get diagnosed late. So it tends to get diagnosed at a time that damage has already occurred. So Mm -hmm. that means that the outcomes may not be as good as with other forms of arthritis. And where
0: do you typically tend to see the arthritis in the body?
1: Yeah, well, it can affect uh, any Mm -hmm. joint uh, in the body, small joints, the hands and feet commonly involved. But it also can involve uh, sites of attachment of ligament to bone. So, for example, the Achilles tendon, where it attaches to the back of your heel, can become inflamed. Uh, So there are other features in psoriatic arthritis that, Perhaps don't commonly occur in other forms of arthritis.
0: And do you see the rash then on the skin at you, the site where, where the the arthritis is?
1: You may no, not not, not necessarily not where the arthritis is, but you may you will commonly find psoriasis in a patient who has the typical arthritis features um, that we associated with psoriatic arthritis. So mm-hmm. I've often told people they need to hunt for the psoriasis mm-hmm. uh, when they see those typical arthritis features.
2: And in rare cases, the. Psoriatic arthritis can actually present before they even Correct. see the markings on the skin. I think that's why a lot of the time the link is made because you may have never presented with the physical markings on the skin but you're experiencing psoriatic arthritis so a lot of people generally it is a case that you'll experience the marks first and then maybe some years later you'll have the psoriatic arthritis but it isn't always the case. You're mm. absolutely right. So and yes.
0: When it comes to the, the the skin rash we've talked about the, the treatment but it's preventing the flare ups really that's the key to it isn't it?
2: Preventing
1: the disease in the first place would be would be that would be that's what what this study is about is to try to uh, identify factors that Mm -hmm. predict which patient is going to develop psoriatic arthritis so Mm -hmm. this study is a very ambitious innovative study across Europe 25,000 people with psoriasis and about 10 countries involved and each country is being asked to recruit 2,000 people so Uh, that's
0: who you have to find
1: that's who we have to find we're looking for 2,000 people with psoriasis who do not have psoriatic arthritis, who are over the age of 18, to sign up to a study. Uh, they sign up easily under www.hpos.study. Okay. And uh, it's it's uh, they have to sign, have to fill out some questionnaires every six months. Um, so it's relatively easy, uh, yes, both yeah. the registration and, and the uh, stu- the questionnaires and so on. Involved.
0: OK, so it's a, a very worthwhile uh, piece of work if people want to get involved in it. The, the flare ups for you, Zoe, yeah. uh, have you identified when they happen and is there a particular cause for them?
2: Yeah, well, as I always recommend to everybody, the key is to keep a symptoms journal because it can be so difficult, as you say, to identify your own triggers and that is the key to managing it. And I find that they can change throughout your life as well. So for me it was definitely stress that initially ignited that aggressive form of scalp psoriasis. It was during my leaving search year when I was 18. But I find now that stress doesn't tend to have an effect on it. I myself find that it's external factors such as like environmental environments like the with the weather for me. So I find that during the cooler months of the year I actually experience relief from the symptoms that it goes mainly into remission and then during the summer months i'll find that it'll get Progressively worse, and even if I was abroad for even a week or two, I'll start to feel like my skin is crawling. So for me, the heat is what affects Mm, me. But but that's
0: very limiting, isn't it? Then that you have to think about where am I? Do I go on a holiday or do I go outside in the in the warm weather? Well,
2: I mean, this is what I say to people: like it's good to know your triggers, and therefore then you can say to yourself, you know, if you're going into certain situations, is it worth it, and what can I have on hand to combat it? But I don't think it should hold you back and stop you from doing things. I love going on foreign holidays. It's not going to stop me, but I do. Know what I'm going into, and like that, I'll have products available to me that will be able to counteract the symptoms that I'm going to experience if I go into those conditions. Mm -hmm. So, I would say to people that know your triggers, and as I say, know what you're going into, but I don't think it should hold you back. I've never let my condition hold me back from doing things I want to, as simple as like that, going on a foreign holiday. So I think it's about knowing it and knowing how to counteract. Yeah, I'm
0: sure you have met people though, Oliver, for whom having psoriasis and the arthritis linked to it does hold them back. That's very sad.
1: um, uh, Undoubtedly, I mean... Can you imagine if you have bad psoriasis and you're trying to get into a swimming pool? Um, It it, it can be very difficult and people will ask you questions and laugh at you and point at you and think you've got something else. So it's it's a very difficult situation.
0: We have listeners getting in touch with their own experience and Siobhan has this form of arthritis and she says she gets relief when she takes omega-3. In fact, if she missed four days of taking omega-3, she would experience severe pain in my hands. Is there any evidence for that? Uh, Not
1: a whole lot of evidence. It it may possibly reduce some of the inflammatory factors that promote arthritis, but it, it, it won't prevent
0: progression. Yes, yes and that's really the key to yes. it it's preventing it beginning and then trying to halt its progression and Absolutely. that's what the study is all about yeah. Okay so I'm going to give the uh, address of that website again it is hpos.study H-P-O-S and you go in there and you sign up if you're over 18 you haven't been diagnosed with uh, the arthritis and that you have psoriasis and you're over 18 and then you take part in the study from there that's what you're looking for exactly. 2,000 people to do that Thank you so much for coming in uh, Lovely to meet you both to talk through Professor Oliver Fitzgerald and Zoe Ryan Actually Zoe where can people find your support group online?
2: Itching to tell you I'm primarily on Instagram but also on Twitter
0: and Facebook Itching to tell you look it up on Instagram and you'll find Zoe there Thank you both We'll have the gathering next Text 51551 Today with Claire Byrne on RTÉ Radio 1